Good day, Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck, and I am one of the co-leaders of this show. Each week, we take a brand new release and let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I just got to give a quick thanks to Alan, Mark, and Steven for hosting it last week because they really held it down. And I really wish I was a part of that conversation, especially for for one ho, not Sunmi. Who cares about Sunmi? It's all about one ho and his uh, abs. Um, but I just really appreciate you guys for doing a great job, and thanks for letting me be a part of the game. But I'm back, and all three of us are back. So let me introduce you to the rest of the leaders of the group. <laughs> He's the one in his zone, giving you his invitation for your eyes to pay attention. When asked. What his favorite Filipino dessert is, there's no question. It's Hala Holland Mark. I'm back, everyone. Um, 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 uh, Sunmi, I will say, I do still care about you. So do ignore what Chuck said beforehand. <laughs> we still care. <laughs> um, but yes, no, no, no. I'm um, saying, no, no, I'm saying, <laughs> I, I care more about one home. You, okay. you guys are. Yeah, get the, get the get the tails excited. But yes, uh, yes, thank you, Chuck. For, thank you for that intro. I've missed uh, those uh, punny intros that you've had. I try my best with Steven on very short notice. Um, but yeah. <laughs> good to hear, good to hear. All right, and rounding out the big three is the one that hails from NYC. He's the one giving us all the heat-topping takes. After the move, though, I'm glad to know that you're still in one piece because just like Luffy, he's the true pirate king. It's Steven. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thank you for that, Chuck. Uh, yeah, I, I'm doing well. Um, one thing I want to say about my neighborhood uh, is that for it's kind of weird that there's no bagel shop here in this neighborhood. I, Weird. Yeah. And I wow, guess they're all in California now. Apparently. They're all in Berkeley now. <laughs> that's uh, right. For the was it the New York Times that said New York Times. that Berkeley had better New York bagels? Wow. Well what a statement. That's that's fine. And then and then SF Gator, SF Chronicle also said that they had that San Francisco has way more interesting pizzas. So oh, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Well, well. I guess <laughs> I guess we're gonna have another Tupac uh, notorious B.I.G. Uh, beef going on right now. So. R.P. R.P. Big. Yeah. R.P. Guys, man. Um, but and I'm Tupac. sorry, Steven. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just moved, and I think you're gonna have to move back to Concord. <laughs> oh no. Because uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I don't know how far Concord is from Berkeley, but. <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna have to break your we'll lease have, pretty early. Uh, two pieces of identifiable information about me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! That's okay. Um, <laughs> um, well, <laughs> pretty soon you will find out exactly who this Steven guy is. <laughs> I now uh, we'll, we'll go cut, by we'll cut Steve, that <laughs> as I have done before to hide my identity. Right? <laughs> oh, by Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Not Steven. It's Steve. Steve. Yes. Steve N as in <laughs> Noriega. Don't, li- <laughs> don't listen to the Black Mamba episode. Or, else. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or the Espa Black Mamba episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you have you no idea. Yeah, you have no idea the name of his brother, anything like that. 
All you know is that he's from uh, New York. That's all. That's right. He's born and raised in New York born City. Born and raised. Queens. Yeah. Steve <laughs> Steve Black Mamba, is that your, the name you use in Football Manager? Oh, it should be. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I should. Uh, I should. Yeah, it's currently Kimberly Lippington still. But, oh yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, okay, good. but I, I could change. To, yeah. What if we? Uh, um, what if we just called you from now on, uh, Ace A Steve, maybe A. Steve. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Like that. Oh. Get it. Yeah. Get it. I get yeah. it. That took the, me a couple that, seconds. It's a, it's all right. It's a thinker. Ooh. It's a real thinker. All right. Well, it's back. It's back. Or it's fun to be back. The three yeah. of us because we are. We're definitely. This is our true <laughs> element. This is where we truly shine. Where where we can really uh, goof off uh, with the three of us. So, um, hopefully, we can uh, keep the streak going. Um, although I feel like next week we'll probably have some sort of special, and then the week after that, a second special. We'll just have a string of specials now that we're all back together. You're never going to get a uh, full commentary with the three of us. It's going to be subunits galore. Um, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't, uh, let us know who your favorite subunit is. You can uh, email it to us or messages on our uh, socials. Yeah. Who do you bias? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Are, are, do subunits have their own sub fandoms? Is that a thing? I don't think uh, so, right? So um, we can start that up. The very first subunit fandoms. Stephen and I already have Masubis as our fandom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Masubis. Okay, steaks. Um, we could, they could be the Wagyu's. No. Uh, the A1s, maybe. The, uh, the chicken fried? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what about ham? What, what would... What would chickpeas? Chickpeas, <laughs> yes. Okay, the humuses. Okay, that's enough. That's enough banter. Let's get to the let's get to the meaty goodness of this episode. Uh, each week, our musical chefs whip up a brand new set of dishes, some treats to devour in between meals. So we'll let you know all about it in our segment, Stephen's specials of the week. All right. Okay. Uh, a good week of releases once again. Um, but I'm worried I'm like going to miss like some big ones, but I think I got one of them. Anyway, I will just start from uh, from Monday. We have a, I always like to talk about debuts. So there's a new seven member boy group from the company Aconic. They're called WOW, which stands for Wizard of the World. Oh. And. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not uh, of Waverly Place. No, uh, no, <laughs> not not um, Wizards of Warcraft. <laughs> it, no, uh, it, it's oh, but okay. I guess yeah, they're just going by Wow, and uh, they they have a debut single called "Miss You," um, and they have some members from another group from this company uh, that that was like a band. So in the video, you see some people playing instruments. So it's pretty interesting concept. Uh, so yeah, good luck to them. Uh, also on Monday, Lim Kim came out with a single called Mago. It's a, yeah, it's called Mago. And it's a, it was released for International Women's Day. And it was like a collaboration between a fashion label called Mischief and Nike. So check that out. Um, 
uh, Tuesday, another debut, a six-member girl group from ANS Entertainment. They're called Majors, and they they released a single album called The Beginning of Legend with a lead single called Spit It Out. Uh, There was a member of this group who was in uh, a previous group from the same company that disbanded following like some bullying allegations last year. Um, But yeah, so one member from that is in this new group with five other new uh, members. So yeah, we'll we'll hopefully, yeah, all these groups will do well. Um, And then let's go to Friday where there are two releases I want to talk about. First is, uh, Baekhyun from EXO and Doyoung from NCT. Uh, they're, they're releasing a single called Doll or Inyoung. And it's like a, it's a remake of a song by uh, Lee, a singer named Lee Ji-hoon and Shinwa's Hyesong. It's written by Kangta of HOT. Um, but like it's part of this project called Rewind Blossom where a bunch of these artists are remaking songs from the 90s and 2000s. So uh, Eyes One is releasing a song as part of this project too. Um, Urban Zakapa is also releasing an, a song f- through this project. Um, so yeah, and this song Doll was actually previously covered by Kangta, Wendy, and Sogi in another project a few years ago. But the final release of this week is, of course, from Blackpink, Rosé's single album, R. Uh, it's her solo debut, title track, On the Ground. And the, there's two tracks on this album, and the other track is called Gone. Uh, she co-wrote these songs along with some other people, including Teddy and John Bellion. So that will be... I, I'm really excited. Uh, all, of, all of her members in uh, Amu's Bush are also very excited for Rosé's uh, <laughs> debut. So check that out. I didn't know about that uh, <clears throat> kind of like 90s throwback. Um, so wait, they're re, re, like performing those songs? Or are they they're rewriting? What are we it's just like new that? or current artists uh, remaking popular songs from the 90s and 2000s. So... Yeah, including yeah. Oh, I I don't. I didn't see candy on the list. Um, oh, it's <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, it's my to this day still my favorite song. That's cool though. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I was gonna make a joke, but then I, I forgot what um, what we were talking about. But that's okay. K-pop. Uh, wow, that's a like jam packed week of stuff that we're hopefully going to cover on this show. Um, but thanks again, Stephen, sure. for that menu. Um, so I know you've been waiting for this. I know you've been waiting. I know we've been teasing you all episode about this group that we're going to talk about. But you're going to have to know, you're going to have to find out about this group first because maybe you've been living under a rock since 2018. You have no idea who... <clears throat> you have no idea who the... Uh, Ministry of Culture has labeled um, generational leaders, uh, which I'm sure Alan Mark will talk about. But 
Now is the time for our own Encyclopedia Pink to give the rundown on this week's episode. All right. Oh, that's my cue. Hello. Yes. That is your cue. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hello, everyone. Uh, so, yes, the group we are talking about today is ATs and specifically their latest mini album release, uh, Zero colon fever part one or part two my bad part one came out last year um so yeah let's get right into this thankfully after two weeks in a row of long bios it's nice to have one that is much shorter <laughs> um, so here we go uh 80s is an eight member boy group managed by kq entertainment consisting of members kim hung jun the leader and uh composer of most of the songs uh, Park Seung-hwa, uh, Jung Yuno, Kang Yo-sang, Che San, Song Mingi, Jung Woo Young, and Che Jong Ho. Uh, that's all eight of them. Yep. Then uh, the inception of this group began back when uh, Kim Hong Jun sent a letter and a mixtape to KQ Entertainment with interest in becoming a trainee. Due to uh, his admiration for the group Block B, who was managed by the company back then. He would then become the company's first trainee. And uh, KQ would also eventually recruit other uh, members, uh, other trainees, uh, including some trainees from other companies as well. And who would all eventually become uh, Hong Jun's group mates. So in 2018, after initially being called the KQ Fellas, Fellas with a Z... Uh, and releasing a YouTube series called KQ Fellows American Training, where they um, sort of did training in Los Angeles. They announced a reality show in June where they revealed the official name, ATs. ATs stands for A Teenage Z, like A2Z, but with teenagers. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and they would go on to officially debut on October 24th of 2018. Uh, so me and 80s have the same birthday. Uh, <laughs> with their EP, Treasure EP 1, All to Zero. With the title tracks Pirate King and Treasure. And uh, since, since 2018, they would gain a lot of international and domestic success through their five-part Treasure EP series. Uh, gaining the first music show win on M Countdown on June 20th, 2019, with the single Wave. And uh, yeah, Chuck, you mentioned uh, they also got like, you know, are like sort of the next generation and stuff awarded as such as well. Um, and in 2020, they would begin their Zero series uh, after wrapping up the Treasure series. They started Zero series with Zero Fever Part 1 in July of 2020. And then would follow it up with Zero Fever Part 2, which came out March 1st, 2021. And that is what we're talking about today. Thank you again, Alamark, for that rundown. Um, it, it was super nice because it, it almost felt like we were doing, we were just dedicating half the episode to the, the rundown and the backstory <laughs> to all these groups, especially Shiny. There was a lot to go through with Shiny. I know. But it, it works out because next time they have a comeback, we wanted to do this again. Oh, but since we are a very new podcast, it's only right that we ourselves give our takes and give our, um, our own. Um, perspectives on you know the 
the history and story behind yeah. some of these groups. And I hope, so, you know, we're bringing in new, hopefully new fans to some of these groups as well so they could get to know, at least in the very base level, what's done. So, yeah, I'm, you know, hope that we could be a nice little entrance into the K-pop world for a lot of people. Yeah, by, by no means are we, like, proclaiming that we are the definitive sources for all the backstory and history, but we just wanted to give you a quick taste. There's a ton of other... Uh, blogs and podcasts that have done probably a way more in-depth look into some of these groups so definitely check them out especially i think we shouted them out before i I forget which episode that was but for definitely if you check out ask me about k-pop they are scholars when it comes to these things but um hopefully yeah we can give you a quick taste we can give you a tease into some of these groups so speaking of teasing Enough teasing. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's let's stop teasing and let's just start, get into it, into uh, Fever Part Two. And it's great that the uh, single is the very first track because that's the first song we're going to talk about. Um, they did give us the English name on the uh, album, but as we've uh, shouted already prior to us recording, the uh, Korean um, pronunciation, I guess, or the Korean translation is um, Alamark, if you could uh, demonstrate oh, for me? our listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you can do it in the same tone, too. No, it's a uh, Bonoria. <laughs> Bonoria, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, fireworks. Uh, parentheses, open parentheses, sorry. I'm the one, close parentheses. This is the uh, lead single. This is the uh, music video, first music video released. This is kind of an explosive track, to say the least. And it's great that it's in the first, uh, it's the first one on the album. So uh, before I get to me talking about this, uh, let me throw it to Steven. Steven, um... What did you? How did you feel? Uh, well, let me first ask: Are you um, are you part of? Um, I'm I'm assuming it's pronounced a tiny. Uh, <laughs> I've thought about this because I know. A- it's, Asini? because it's a combination of ats and destiny. So right. I don't know if it's also oh, atini. Right? Oh. I I feel like it's it's got to be atini, but. Again, uh, email Stephen at hollycanita@gmail.com, <laughs> yeah, or uh, just so you can let us know if what the correct pronunciations. Either way, uh, were you an a tiny atony atony? I uh, prior to this, I I was not. I, I he actually didn't really know much about ats going into this. Uh, I had heard a couple songs. I think I knew Fever um, from mm-hmm. last year, but I did really like. One of their performances from the Mamas last year. It was, I think they did its Inception and another song, but it, it was just really cool. And like these guys are really good, uh, like really good performers. So I, that's what I had associated with them. And then I wasn't really sure what to expect musically going into this. Um, yeah. So I was hoping to like, real. I was really hoping to get what a sense of, their sound was. Uh, I didn't go back and listen too much before. That. <laughs> so so um, I, I I did a little bit. Uh, obviously, I listened to Fever Part One, but um, yeah, I going back to like 2018. It they they've been really consistent with their 
the direction that they want to take with uh, the group. And I, I know that they've had different concepts. Uh, throughout. I, I've alluded to it uh, when I was talking about you, Stephen, about their whole pirate concept, which is like fantastic. I love that concept and the whole idea of being a pirate king and everything like that. So cool. Um, but uh, having fireworks be really the true... Because I, I have to agree with you, like fireworks really was the first time I actually sat down and just like actually listened like like dove deep and critically analyzed the entire song um i i personally very much love this song because it's i don't know if it's like you know vaccines are rolling out the sun is coming out winter's ending there's all sorts of like excitement things are like reopening like there's like this energy in the air i feel like obviously there's like you know caution in the wind but i don't know there's like this this newfound like mentality uh, with the world, and I I coincided this song with that feeling, and so for me this made me super excited. This song hyped me up. This song made me feel alive. Um, made me feel like I could free- see my friends soon. Um, we'll talk more about that in the music video, but it's definitely like a hype. Like this was. A great hype song, in in my opinion, and um, just like the the title was alluding, this the song was like extremely explosive, especially um, starting off with kind of you know you're like very modern hip hoppy eight oh eights and snare hit kind of like intro um, beats, and then like fully exploding to the chorus. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I I just it it was very much. It just was very much fun to me, and uh, I, I don't know, Stephen. Would you kind of agree with that kind of, those kind of uh, feelings, or what, I, what did you feel like? With yeah, this I mean, I definitely. I think explosive is a really good word to describe this song. And like, I was just saying, this is like a really high energy, uh, high octane type of song. It's but I kept feeling like this is kind of an example of that style of K-pop song. And I was going between being hyped up by the song, but then also feeling like this is almost generic sounding because it's that like specific, it's like just a perfect example of that style. Like, and I, I want to think that it's because they have been like at the forefront of this style since they, they've come out but again i haven't listened too much so uh, yeah i i like the song but i i don't know it doesn't i don't know i don't feel that it's that that's special to me um it, oh, just because i felt like it, just it, the it way was like it too fits, uh, yeah. formulaic or too cookie cutter in it, the sense kind of yeah and yeah yeah like know. nothing was you know um evolutionary i guess like it's I'm, all sounds you've heard before yeah it, but i i don't need things to be like game changing right, right. groundbreaking but it's just like i i know these sounds or like I, I hear these a lot but uh i don't know i there wasn't something specific about this that put it ahead of other groups that i would think makes make songs like this too that's how I feel like with a lot of um, modern uh, hip hop nowadays, like top forty hip hop um, songs. Um, 
you know, everyone either is like a mumble rapper or a SoundCloud rapper. Like everything sounds the same, except it's like their own voice or you know their own you know version of it. And I, I see, I see where you're getting at. Where there, there can be, it, it does feel like um, a song that you've heard before, even though you know you can't really pinpoint. I was kind of having that same phenomenon where I was like, I feel like I've heard this song either in English or you know with another K-pop group. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, that makes total sense. Uh, Alan, Mark, what what about you? What how how what are your thoughts on this song, and why is it better than our thoughts? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think Stephen brings up some good points that I sort of was planning on alluding to anyway, um, because like um, there is sort of this discussion lately about like, especially with boy groups, but I think it's in K-pop in general. There's sort of this sense of uh, saturation. And sound and style and K-pop. And um, I mean, prior to this album, I had like no, like barely any experience with ATs. Like I was going in pretty blind. Um, actually, like to be honest, they kind of, I had like a bad first impressions at first with uh, ATs. Not necessarily bad, but um, not like it didn't make me want to really like research them a bit at all. Like the first thing, I think the first song I heard was Wonderland. Which is like not a bad song, but I think it sort of filled into that boy group saturation in generation in Gen Four that um, that I feel like groups are very um, that K-pop sort of really critical in now. Um, and then after that was like the Hong Jun's Blue Cornrows in their in last year's uh, comeback. So it's like not a good like per, like initial impression on to me. Um, but that's why I'm glad we do this podcast because I'm like we're able to go in depth on the actual music and things and find things that I can really really enjoy, which we'll definitely talk about later on. But in regards to fireworks, like it sort of like Stephen was mentioning, it sort of felt familiar already. Like that's where it feels that saturation. It's like really aggressive. It's super bombastic. Um, um, I mean, I feel like generally Gen Four groups focus a lot. Um, their main focuses are like the performances and hard hitting dances. Where um, the trade off in that is a bit like the music is not necessarily bad because I do really like this song "Fireworks," um, but it is like yeah, it's not groundbreaking in any way. But you know, sometimes we don't need that. Sometimes we just want to enjoy, especially with how many groups are out there. It's like not everything that's going to come out is going to be that to like that exclamation point that's going to define this generation define this year define this era but um that doesn't mean we still can't enjoy it um but you know with all that being said uh with this song it did mention that i do really like it but there's still moments when i'm just like it feels too familiar in a way that's like it's fine it's like because like right off the bat it reminded me uh, specifically of like Young Thug and Travis Scott's "Pick Up the Phone" that came out like several years ago, um, with like sort of the way they rap sing in auto tune. It might be in the same key though. I didn't figure out what this song's key is in, but uh, "Pick Up the Phone"'s in like G minor um, at one thirty-seven beats per minute. But <laughs> um, okay, that, but, that's a, that was a that was a good flex right there. Uh, I I just <laughs> looked up what is the key signature. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't find it for fireworks, but um, and yeah, so like the beginning, and honestly, um, like the verses in particular, I wasn't too fond of, 
Um, but when it picks up to the pre-chorus and into the chorus, that's when I really love this song. Um, like I mentioned, it's super bombastic. Um, it's interesting hearing like what bombastic is now versus what it was maybe like eight or so years ago. Because I came across on yep. Twitter, um, Big Bang's Fantastic Baby. Oh. And at that time, I was like, this song is like super like, like bold it's uh <laughs> strong it's like all over the place it's like bombastic as i said but like let's do it again i was like wow this arrangement sounds so sparse compared to what i'm used to in k-pop now um so i mean that's sort of the evolution of k-pop where we become now um so yeah like filled with all these things coming at you all at once um so like those parts where it picked up the energy it fits the performance really well um and i think specifically i like how they use the word bulnoria, um, like phonetically as a repeating hook, I think it just works um, as like a, um, sort of like a, not a call and response, but more just like a, just like that, like loud shout of like, this is who we are. This is ATs. Um, and also in uh, the chorus specifically, I love the sound of the snare that they use. It was so strong and sharp. Um, mm-hmm. It sounded like very compressed, I think. So it just like was sort of similar to like how firecrackers or fireworks sound. So that's that was a really good touch too. Ooh, and I never thought about that. That's a good detail. To um, but yeah, I I, I can't agree with you um, more uh, with the uh, the hook for the song because even ne- like. Even now, I'm like humming it in my head as we talk about this song. Just hearing them say, I, I don't know if it's like the the rhyming of the ya with the yeah, that just hooks you in like immediately. But it's just, um, but, but there's like another um, um, phonetic sound that they use. I forget what it was. It's like like t- It was like a tuk tuk tooth or something like that. I forget in the song, but yeah, there's a lot of sounds that are at least memorable in my in my. Um, my head but i i yeah i i don't know what else to say on my end for this song um it's just it's not it's not a song that i'm like gonna come back and listen to i think maybe i will like occasionally it's it's how i it's how i think about uh i hate to say this but it's how i think about fetty wap now Mm. at the time like man just it's just so great to hear these kind of songs on the radio. But now looking back, I'm I'm just like music has changed since Fetty Wap. It's kind of evolved into its own right. And this this is kind of like a reminder of like that like that feel good, like hype, like be with your friends kind of track. But it's 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 definitely for that moment only and yeah. for that situation. It's not like I'm just gonna um you know, randomly listen to it in the car on the way to the grocery or something. Yeah, it's definitely a song of the current time. Right. Yeah, so it's it's definitely okay to listen to now, but I don't know a year from now if we're going to come back and be like, oh yeah, I remember uh, Fireworks or, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, do, you, do you guys have anything else to say about the song before we move into that fiery music video? Yeah. Uh, well, Alan Mark mentioned like something he said it was something about one song was sparse and like there are parts of this song I felt that sometimes the instrumental would be a little more sparse and then I liked when they did that and it actually reminded me of 
the song Bermuda Triangle by Zico and Dean and Crush. Mm. So, and the snare on this also reminded me of that because it had that very like openish sound, or like it was so so crisp and like had a really nice, very satisfying sound in this. So, like those two points, are, I just wanted to to comment on real quick. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the music video then. Oh boy, there's a lot of elements to this. Um, I I, I want to leave one aspect that I specifically wrote in my notes. I'll leave it to Alan Mark. I think he knows which part I want to talk about. <laughs> part or person? But uh, person. Okay. Outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of outfits, those outfits at the beginning. Holy crap! Oh, the I don't suits, know I, right? The suits, oh, suits so great. They're like, they're um. Uh, they're very K-pop in in the sense that they're very colorful and lots of patterns and everything. But like, I love just the. This is how I wish, because uh, you know, like when you look at old uh, NBA drafts and even like LeBron James when he was drafted, like their suits are so long and so baggy, like like they're they're fitted around the waist, but then they're just like let's add twice the amount of fabric so that it looks like. Um, not that you're wearing parachute pants, but like it looks like you're a child inside these suits. Um, that's that's the same kind of length I, it looked like for these guys, uh, their outfits. But man, they were like tailored in a way so they looked long, but they weren't overly. Um, they weren't just oh, like I, I I don't know. It, it just looked very very cool, and I just loved everyone's um, everyone's styles. Um, some some specific callouts I wanted to do was. Uh, uh, Seong was um, like, you know, um, what, what kind of pattern was like? Was it plaid? It wasn't plaid, was it? It was uh, it was something. It yeah. it was uh, one of those like specific patterns for that specific style. I don't know if it's um, it wasn't check. I, right. we'll we'll uh, we'll look it up later. But man, with that that element with the black gloves and then that like finger finger ring on his like right hand like man that was so badass and, and then um the, he had the one earring yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah. good cool. it was the de- those details were like really cool to look at in the music video and like obviously they're part of the marketing material as well um but for me uh because i love uh, hats and fedoras uh hong jong's uh blue suit with that like really nice um medium brimmed uh fedora oh so nice everyone else had great outfits but um I, i'm gonna throw it to you alan mark because i want to know what you thought about san's second outfit uh that he Shout came out with out to uh, San. hashtag hashtag um you know uh, i'll let you i'll let you kind of uh, talk more about that yeah honestly love a good crop love a good crop <laughs> man and that that one's so cool because His like abs what, uh <laughs> Yeah, but like I think it's an interesting fit too because the top feels very like not top heavy, but it's like looser in the fit. It's not like t- a tight fit crop, um, at least like um, the jacket that he had over it, which is also cropped and, and open. But like so, like the proportions I think are what make that outfit work because it's not like quite nothing is really quite tight fitting, but the fact that they show off like his abs and midsection. Like helps create a nice balance of that look. So I mean, love a good crop. That's very smart. And his styling in general, um, 
Because he had, it looked red in the music video, but in other things, it's actually more like a hot pink. Um, and like, you know how I feel about pink hair. It's always a great look. So um, like, I don't know how much I'm going to get into ATs, but I think like from, the, from the look, no, from the from his look and also how San just performs, because I love how he dances because he like puts like his entire body into every like hit, every move. Um like if I do decide to like find out more about this group, then I already know like early uh um he's in the lead for like bias for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um I think for me it's I don't know, I think it is song song was um I don't know. There's there's something about him. But um yeah, I it was interesting because I I missed they like quickly went to these new outfits, this these dystopian like mm-hmm. I know we went through like when we talked about shiny, it the the concept they were trying to go for was this weird alternate reality kind of thing. And um clearly clearly this video was some sort of commentary towards um what we've all been through the past year this sort of not dystopian but this sort of this um this sort of uh run down like panicked state like un- uncertainty and this whole video the whole song and the video concept seems to be um coinciding with the fact that Things are kind of turning around. Um, they're th- like halfway. Like I think it'd be, right before the break, there was a little yellow sign in the background that said like quarantine. You know, like like no trespass. Like you know something along the lines of that. And then right after that, um, which we'll go into further in a little bit, but they 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 came out with their um, their more explosive outfits. They're like red leather outfits and everything like that. Um, so, but yeah, going back, I, I, I miss those suits. Like I wish, I wish there was more of that sequence. Cause they immediately went to like hard hitting, like let's, uh, let's have like this, like cut up black, red outfits and everything like that. Um, so yeah, but, um, uh, right, right from the get go. See, like we, we started in this like abandoned, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, uh, salt factory or something like that. Uh, salt factory, some sort of uh, <laughs> some sort of refinery kind of mm. environment. But uh, for some reason, underneath the um, underneath the refinery, there was a station, like some sort of <laughs> yeah subway station. Stephen, what did what, what are your thoughts I on mean, the fact that uh, that we are like having back to back to back right uh, references to uh, public transportation? <laughs> well, I'm always. Glad to know that it's you know so such a part of everyone's subconscious, or hopefully, <laughs> hopefully at the top of their mind that they it's an intentional inclusion in the video. But like, I I mean, I'm just wondering if there's a pattern in the the state of the the station because in Shiny again the the station was like I don't know it was falling apart. Something had happened to it here. Uh, the station also was like uh, it was abandoned. Uh, the, the train was just left there, and uh, that I think it's just uh, a consequence of whatever happened in this in this world that the, the video is trying to present. So I like that yellow sign. It had the, the nuclear symbol. I think so. Like I'm guessing there was some. It reminded me of like Fallout New Vegas. Just mm-hmm. that's the same world <laughs> they were occupying. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I did 
obviously have to pick up on on the train. And I but I did like the transition where they use the doors to go from like mm-hmm. inside and then the the opposite train door uh, open to the outside. But I don't think I don't think I would would be able to identify these without doing a lot of research because there there are handles right next to the doors and uh, our our trains here don't don't have that. Oh yeah, so yeah. It would take definitely. me a lot a lot of time to figure out yeah, what, yeah. Um, what make and model and year uh, those those models. Those, I, those so models. I think what you're trying to say is that we're gonna have um, a future post on r slash kpop where we kind of uh, break down. Um, the origins of every single public transportation in every single video. I think that's where you should, oh, I, yeah. I, well, that'll be a future segment uh, where we go in depth as to the meaning behind the choice of public transportation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that'll be a special, a future special. Um, oh. Okay, uh, there's a there's obviously the music video itself. Um, it's it coincides with kind of the feelings we've had about the the song. I mean, I don't really understand the. Uh, maybe this is is. I don't remember if this is the concept with any of the music videos for uh, part one, but um, it seems like a lot of people are going to this dystopian style or this this overcoming, um, like you know, overcoming a a disaster or like. Uh, some phenomenon and them like breaking through or like them over you know, becoming better um, from it. I, I'm curious to know what you all think about the outfits that the, um, they chose for like basically the outro of the song. Um, I, I was, I only wrote one note and it is, oops, I did it again. Cause that's <laughs> what I was feeling like. Cause there was <laughs> flames firing in the background and th- they were just one b- red leather bodysuit away from, uh, being Britney Spears. So, um, I forget who comes at the, the get or for, comes at the front for that sequence, but man, you, you got to think like there was some sort of homage to that that whole thing I, especially with the whole foreignness of the land uh, i don't remember where oops i did it again took place i think it was like some alien world it was mars <laughs> oh it was it mars yeah so like with with this music video it was a lot of red sand looks you know um and everything but yeah uh what are your thoughts on that and also what are your thoughts on this like overt need to like show a bunch of like AKs and guns and like a shooting like I I was very I I like the oops I did again but I was kind of off put by the just like the 10 seconds of the need to show like shooting guns or like you know doing the same thing they did for um uh for Suicide Squad where the Joker had like the like kind of like the the ring of guns around them and everything like that. Um, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on just the, the last, the latter part of this music video? Well, of those red outfits, the one that I, that stood out to me, I think it was the same member who had the crop top. It was like, Hassan. yeah, I, it was like this, I don't know, it was like this red thing. I, I can't, I don't know how to describe it, but, <laughs> it was well his was also I, a crop top with yeah, a jacket I, over right, it that's I right i think but it didn't look like a like a shirt like regular oh yeah it looked like a blouse honestly there, yeah. there's like a a, a a ring tying it all together at the like, I, near the shoulder i did like that a lot 
And uh, but, uh, yeah, I was just looking at the vi- the end of the video again. Uh, I, yeah, uh, I I wanted to also point out at the end that last move that someone in the middle does, where he just crosses his leg one in front mm-hmm. of the other. I I thought that was really cool, <laughs> but um, that was maybe the one choreography piece of choreography aside from like the hand parts in the beginning that that I really really enjoyed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The um, um, I guess for oh. the oh no, just going back to the. I mean, you mentioned the the gun parts as well. It's just like consistently, there's so much gun imagery in K-pop music videos. Like, I don't get quite what the um, what the sort of infatuation with just showing gun imagery is. I don't know, if, Stephen. You have uh, a idea? I, I I don't. But then I was just like just right now. Was thinking about the next song on the album. But oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I, I don't know. Are they are they trying to tie that together with this? Mm. Is there uh, some overall concept about the members, and do they have some kind of lore that is oh, yeah, that we're unaware of? Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Gunfu, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. It, it was just I, I don't know if it was a tease towards something, but. Sorry, ATs towards something, but I I don't know. It was just very I I was so happy with like I was so hyped up, and then it was like immediately like like gun like shooting range like a target, and like I was just like oh okay, and then that never comes up again. Like it's just like a very brief like um in, like imagery with that. So that that was definitely off putting, but yeah, yeah, I. <laughs> I I did want to. I have one last note, and I always appreciate when this style of dance is um, brought up because um, I always uh, I I I very much enjoyed the, the documentary Rise, but um, there's a lot of like crumping going on, like a lot of like head shaking and like a lot of like hand like those like really hard hand hits towards the camera or, you know, towards, um, you know, whoever they're dancing towards. But I don't know. It's just, um, I I really got to know ATs more with, in, in the sense of the, like, their performance. And they are fantastic performers and fantastic dancers and like super smooth and clean and consistent with their, with their execution. And it's just, it's, you know me. I love I love good choreo in music videos, and um, I think I've always known this about the group. But to see it, to actually pay attention, like I I get it now. I get why they are labeled as you know generational leaders, like paving the way, you know, future, you know, pa- paving the future and everything like that. But yeah, um, to what Stephen was saying, the, really what hooked me. To this music video and song was that in, just when San, song comes out with first you're hit with the crop top you're like ooh well mark and then <laughs> they do the uh, like the TikTok dance I, I think it's the dance the challenge or the trend to Roddy Rich's the box but like they did like the little like shoulder shimmy like kind of movement oh so good um, anyway I, I I don't know what else to talk about with the music video this is the most we've I think we've talked about outfits for yeah. a music video I unless think- you guys I, yeah. Wano a little bit. We did a little bit of Wano. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, it's it's every time it's just abs. If you wait, show abs, we're gonna pay attention to what you're wearing. And Wano has been wearing that outfit with the hat for his live 
<laughs> yes, except they so. covered the open stomach part oh. with like mesh, though. So oh, yeah. a little That's, disappointing. Uh, come on. Um, but uh, aside from that, uh, I ha- I do have like one or two notes left on the music video. But um, it's 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 interesting. I think you could really tell when someone has like heavily heavy influences from like G Dragon and Zico because I feel like Hong Jun's uh, um, second verse, like his portion, how he performs it. It just gave me complete like GD vibes, um, so you could tell like that's like. And I also looked like looked up their profiles, and he mentioned that specifically GD and Zico are like his biggest inspirations, and like you totally see it with how like his stage presence and um, even a little bit how he raps too. So that was really like, it's really fun to see that. And um, yeah, just talking since uh, Chuck, you were talking about the dancing as well, like. Yeah, ATs are like top-notch performers. It is well, like seeing how they dance um, with so much power and uh, like intent as well. So like that makes me really excited to see. Um, I mean, I was already excited, but like you get you seeing this give me more reason for me to be excited to watch the upcoming season of Kingdom, um, which oh, yeah. ATs is a part of. So and I know that like groups step it up for that show. So I'm excited. <laughs> Good to hear, good to hear. Okay, um, that's only one song of this album. We do have a lot of other songs to talk about, but we'll get to that on the other side of this episode. Um, so thank you again for listening to the first half. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll, when we come back, we'll have a game from Steven. Oh, unfortunately, he won't be able to catch up this week, but maybe I can <laughs> catch up to Alan Mark. And we'll talk about the rest of the album. So take a little break. Sit back and uh, we'll see you on the B side. Welcome back to the B-Side. As you know, we like to play a game after we come back from the break. And this game, whoop, this week's game is brought to you by Steven. So Steven, I'm going to throw it to you and you let us know what we're going to play this week. Yes. Okay. So I'm bringing back a game that we played in one of our earlier episodes, uh, the, NC- the NCT episode. Uh, I think I called it One Second Rule back then. But uh, yeah, for, for that episode, we did... Um, play a similar game, which included songs like Make a Wish, uh, Faded in My Last Song. I didn't um, play this game. And, and others from that album. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, the, rule, uh, the rules are, are the same, but I have refined it a little bit. Um, I, I, you're going to hear a very short clip. From this of an AT song from this album, and you're gonna have to guess what it is. But um, I guess what I'll explain it, it's a little different, and it's a little better than me just hitting play and pause. So we'll do a practice round, as I always like to do, and Ooh. I'll explain oh. the scoring system as well. Um, so for each song, I've taken a three-second portion and cut it into three separate one-second clips. And 
uh, we'll take you'll take turns uh, answering or yeah, listening to uh, or you uh, take turns per round. So, uh, okay. but each round is worth up to two points. Uh, so with each, if you're able to answer after hearing just one clip, you'll get the full two. But with each uh, second you have to hear after that, then the points you can earn is cut in half. So if you need to listen to two, then you only get one. And then if you need to listen to three, then you only get a half point. All right. Um, and then as with my Chong'e game, we'll reveal the answers at the end. Cool. Uh, and then there's a tiebreaker just in case, which I, and I hope there is. Um, but we will do our practice round. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll set this to half. So that might be good. Um, maybe can you guess what the practice round will be? Will be I hope it's a Luna song. Will it be Luna? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> so. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, so <laughs> that, that I wonder what it I wonder is. What song <laughs> that could be? So but, yeah, for each one, um, it this each second, dum, dum, each sub dum. subsequent clip is just gonna be the the second right after the the okay, cool. previous one. So I didn't like rearrange them in a weird way. Um, I like how you uh, so mentioned not- to us that this is the uh, not the most fanciest of slideshows but it's absolutely the most work ever done <laughs> for a game I feel like this reminds <laughs> me of your personal computer's assignment back in, in college oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have converted these to spring 2011 of course but we won't tell you which yeah. We no, won't tell you which name. college because that's yeah. too many clues. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, it was uh, why not? Uh, oh, the, yeah. there, there was why not. Yes. <laughs> yes. Two not. points. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Never mind. Uh, I didn't. Who goes first? Determines. I was gonna see if. So I have a coin, and we're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> flip a coin. Wow. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, okay. Who, uh, how about or, uh, I'll mark you call it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll call. I'll have to. It's a nickel, and I'll just hold it up really close when <laughs> it. Like, I'll like be very transparent about. Got it. Yes. Okay. How it works. Okay. I'll say a tails. A <laughs> tails. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All it's right, landed. Come on, some me. It is. It is tails. Wow. So. Okay. Uh, so is it like in football, he gets to choose who goes first? He or does. He goes or first. He, you can choose who goes first. Yeah. All right. Chuck, you're going first. All right. Uh, okay. Which side are you kicking off from, though? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> A or Z? <laughs> <laughs> hey, of course. Okay. 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 All right. I'm well, kicking off from A. Uh, so, okay. Here's round one. I will give you the list of songs, which are arranged in order from A to Z. Um, except the L <laughs> is the first. Uh, I've used the L in the leaders as the first. Letter, so. Okay, good. Okay, are you ready, Chuck? I'll set yes. the volume low. So here's clip one. I'll pl- I will play it. 
up to two times, I guess, per person. And I'll just keep score here. So okay. here we go. Clip one, round one. Want to hear it again? Uh, yes. Okay, here we just. Okay, do you have an answer or do you want to hear another clip? That is. Five, take me home. Okay, I'm just recording your answer. Thank you. All right. And, and yeah, okay. Here is, we'll just go to round two because you answered after one clip. Okay, Alan Mark, here is your clip, your first clip. All right, I'm going to say that one is celebrate. Okay. All right. Okay. I I am glad you guys are uh, answering after the first, just because like that's the most points, and I like that. Uh, okay, uh, Chuck. Here we go. Okay. Round three, clip number one. <laughs> <laughs> and... oh Do you want to hear God. it again? <laughs> Yes, please. <laughs> How did you choose the the, the section? Um, because certain parts were very recognizable, so okay, it was it was trying to choose between like the the maybe the third second would have something you could really mm. recognize, or or it would just be hard at the beginning. Nice. I've got to go with. For the leaders. Okay. All right. Okay, Alan Mark. All right. Here we go. Round four. Peggy, Peggy. say that this one's the leaders is that your that, that your answer oh god i think i will say that I think this you're is the right leaders. i know what i made a mistake sorry okay i know i, I my the, my last answer is incorrect i already i i know what it is All right. <sighs> okay chuck next I, i'm not gonna i can't reach it i can't change it but i'm just I, uh, I'll, before you give me the answer to round three, I'll let you know what I think it, the answer really is. Okay, okay. Go uh, ahead. Give me rounds, round okay, five. Okay, round five. Here we go. Okay, again. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, if you repeat songs, I'm going to be so upset. Oh, I don't know. Give me clip two. Give All me clip right. Two. Ooh. Oh, that was loud. Yes, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I like it. And I can play this one again. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Tense. This is tense. Um I think that I think that's Huh. I think that is number two fireworks. I'm the one. All right, fireworks, I'm the one. All right, okay, and then uh, last round. Uh, here we go, Alan Mark. <laughs> yeah, some of these I couldn't pick the vocals. It this would be too easy. This is. I mean, I have no idea what that is. I guess I'll just say the last song that we haven't even mentioned yet. That would be "Time of Love." Okay, "Time of Love." If you double up on songs, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, I, I think I think he did double. I think he did double up on songs. I actually could have told you at the beginning that I didn't. So, uh, yeah. So every song appeared once in the. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna tally up your answers, right? Or your your points right now to see if we have a, a winner. Uh, so it's Alan Mark. Let's see. It's Alan Mark by two points. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I didn't actually. I don't need all this time. But um, I, I think I'm the only one who went to a clip too. So well, for, yeah, uh, we do have a winner, and oh, it no. is Alan Mark, <laughs> who got all three questions correct. Um, it's a disaster. How many did I get wrong? So you you got. Uh, don't tell me. Uh, don't tell me how the which one, but just tell me you got how one, many. I, you got one wrong, and it was it was round three because round three was I'm the one, the heat topping version. That is correct. Oh, I knew but, it. Yeah, uh, I knew it. I, I, may, I knew can... it when I heard when I heard the leaders on round four. I was like, "Dang it, that's the leaders." Oh, that's what I get for not listening to the last track that often. Oh, I'm so mad. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Alan. I. Uh, I did have one. Tiebreaker question. Uh, oh man, Ooh. we can just do this. I would not be able to get this. And there were t- between these two songs from part one, uh, so between Fever and One Day at a Time. And then, I think that's One Day at a Time. I'm just guessing that, but I'll just play each one. Yeah. Uh, this one was. It's, it Whoa. was fever. Yeah. Wow, the Whoa. animation. Yeah, not super labor. Oh, what it's called. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, that is our game. Congratulations again, Alan Mark. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like okay. I have to apologize every time. <laughs> no, 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 no. That never apologize for your domination. Just. You're the goat of these games. So, anyway, enough of that game because Alan Mark's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you. Thanks again, Steven, for yet again 
creating some of the best games we've played on this episode. And yet again, um, just testing episode. me and my <laughs> editing skills. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, just, I'm sorry. and just making sure that uh, you keep me on my toes and that I'm producing <laughs> oh. some great uh, cuts and edits for all these uh, samples and oh. uh, things I'm going to have to put. I so. appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's, I always look forward to when you're hosting because I know I'm good. We're, I know it's going to be the most fun. Um, then second being Alan Marks and I'm third because <laughs> I got to stay humble. Um, <laughs> okay. Hungry. And hungry. Hum- humble and hungry. Okay. So let's let's move on to the rest of the songs. Right. Um, I, is this, I think where, is this what, where we're going to guess uh, when we come up to the song which one's our favorites? Uh, maybe we can do it on the next song. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe we can start with the next song. Uh, so, so if, but if anybody wants to take a guess right now uh, before we talk about the leaders, uh, go right ahead. No, I'll give you guys three seconds. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> no takers. No. Okay, the leaders. Uh, I don't know where to start. Sorry, I know where to start. <laughs> Uh, um, oh, yeah, go ahead, Alan Mark. Why did you start with this? Um, I'm just gonna for our podcast, this is gonna be bold, but I will say I prefer Misfit to this song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I couldn't yeah. have said it any better than that. So, any that- <laughs> of our consistent listeners know <laughs> what that means, yeah. but uh, yeah, I just like I'm I think I mentioned when boy groups sort of attempt to do hip hop. Um, uh, and like, this is like an example of where it could really fall flat in my opinion. Uh, because like, honestly, it, like here, it just feels like kind of a show and I'm honestly very unconvinced of what they're trying to convey with this song. Um, like, yeah, they're saying like they're the leaders of, I guess the, the uh, landscape right now in, k-pop at least like boy groups and stuff like that but um like that's one big part of like i don't know just i think the execution is really where it does not work for me um it's like if hong jun's hong jun's uh blue cornrows were a song that's that's how i feel (laughs) wow put it put it on the box though i will say that like the like parts of the arrangement itself i think were like the, the beat were cool like there are definitely parts of it that I actually really enjoyed the beat, but as like a concept and as a song itself, I'm just it's it's hard to really get I don't know to really be all in on it. So yeah, that's my thoughts. I I can say that you know it's a serviceable song. It's not you know a song I'm gonna was it the phrase cry home to, um, but. I think the worst part about this song for me was the chorus. It was just so disjointed from the rest of the song. Um, it like went, it went, it did a hard pivot from like trap, like hard trap, you know, future type beats into, I guess, Nine Inch Nails or Tool, where it's just like all creepy. It's like very, um, it's like that industrial sound. The weird whisper like it, it just I don't know if they meant to just take you away from the rest of the song but the you know the whole song like I could 
you know that that groove that you kind of get when you listen to these kind of songs where you just want to say like hey hey you know that kind of like um that vibe you get um so like i I, you know i felt that a little bit but then it just immediately sucked me away and i was like what the what is this and then it it only is there for like five seconds and then it comes back to the normal part but it's just that weird creepy whisper part just that really was the I guess if we're trying to think of the cherry on top with why this song, you know, um, goes below Misfit, even though Misfit really is the bar still, uh, I wouldn't, I still want to keep referring to Misfit. Like we don't have to talk about the leaders in future tracks, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. We were, we're, are we retiring Misfit? No, <laughs> never, never. No, we're never going to okay. Never. Yeah, I, as you, I'm sure you noticed, I, uh, avo- I d- avoided the first mention of it while I was talking, introducing the game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, actually, to just immediately go off what Chuck was saying, uh, the whisper thing, I did kind of like. I kind of <laughs> oh, liked his okay. whisper delivery. But um, because I think it was different from the rest of the song it was it was a bit unexpected uh and i like how it got a lot quieter than the the, most of the song so i thought that was a nice effect but generally my thoughts on the song are the same as alan mark's uh not really a fan of this and i felt it was a bit uh i guess out of place after i listened to the rest of the album like it seems like this maybe should have been a standalone track released separately from this mm-hmm. album. And then that's just like, here's our hip hop song that we're going to do. And then it, it just felt kind of weird going from this into time of love. Like it, and then again, that the, they had that with the guns, like that short clip of just, guns firing i i was wondering if are they trying to say like they said black suit and tie maybe they're trying to evoke kind of organized crime mm-hmm. imagery and then yeah. like they're the leaders of, of like this this gang of for lack of better Misfits. word uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly um yeah so i yeah here again if the like maybe there is some lore that we're supposed to know. Even still, it doesn't affect how I think about what this song is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, um, I guess it's a pass for me. I don't know if it's a hard pass, but it's definitely a skip for me for sure. Um, but I do want to skip to "Time of Love" because you're right. It it's very strange that they start off with fireworks and then you're like all hyped up and then the leaders it's just like okay you can continue this like um hard um persona and then they just pivot like we immediately go to the side b even prior to where the side b should start with this album and like the rest of the tracks are are fun are are um you know um very boy bandy-esque where it's just like uh, very much catering to elements of love and just good vibes and feeling and it's just um, 
yeah, I I think we can in in a way kind of sum up and just talk about. Well, I I think what you're saying, Stephen, is they just immediately went to what I thought was the the better part of this album, just the just the more happier, just the. I don't know the more carefree side of ATs, and I, I think um, when I've listened to ATs in the past, those are the songs that I really associate with them. Um, those are the songs where I feel like their performances are more uh, earnest or more, you know, authentic, I guess, so to speak. Um, but with time, let, let's move on to time love. I, I think I uh, out of. All the songs that I did like, I think I liked this the least,、um, only because it did feel、um, very. It, it did. It did feel very、um, bright and colorful and poppy in a sense, where it just like it. It just felt very disconnected from what I was feeling. Um, because even take me home and celebrate, they they still have that same kind of good time vibes that fireworks was conveying for me, where it's just like a party, like let's have fun. But take me home for sure, it's not a stool song, but it's very much the <laughs>、um, the like a, that top forty song to me, where it's just nothing's really, I don't know, no, nothing really stands out, and it's just、uh, very. Very poppy in a sense. I know I said that before, but I, I did appreciate. If I didn't mention it, I did, I did appreciate the whole like chip tune esque keys that they had throughout the whole song.、Um, yeah,、uh, I, know, I was about to ask you which which Sonic the Hedgehog song does this remind? Yes, <laughs> remind yeah, I know that's <laughs> that, that. Yep,、um, I think that's a Marble Marble Zone, maybe. <laughs> I don't know.、Um, yeah, I. I I I couldn't think of who this the what whose song this reminded me of, but it's it's definitely it's definitely not like you know, it's it's it in a sense that Stephen was alluding to with fireworks. This also sounded like a song that I've heard before, but not that I hated the song, but it just you know, it felt safe. Yeah, felt just like the standard. Like you got to insert this kind of song because you got to cater to that crowd as well. I mean, I mean, I know, I know, ATs is like a global phenomenon. So maybe in a sense that this is every single strategy they have with every album. Like it's not going to be, um, you know, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But I'm sure there's a, um,、uh, there's a subsect of um, ATs fans that really just you know like the song, and so. Uh, more power to you. I personally am not part of that crowd, but、um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about time alone. Yeah, if, I, I any, think. Do you guys have anything else? There, I think the familiarity, at least for me, I did feel this song did also also had an air of familiarity because to me it sort of felt like when Seventeen does like a bright song and really fun song like、um, Adore You and stuff like that. Um, but、um, I think part of that reason maybe because Jong Ho's tone resembles Woozy's a little bit, in my opinion. Like, and not only in this song, but in all the songs, they have very similar tones.、Um, but I think like、um, 
Like this song, I think was so welcome for this album because this is the first time I felt like we got to see the actual vocal talent within this group. Um, we mm. saw a little bit with Firework, especially in that bridge, but like, like, like the verses were very like auto-tuned, like rap singing. While here, it's like an actual like this is an actual vocal song, which like was very like this is this is what I like hearing, especially when you have that talent in your group. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's sort of uh, what I feel about it. Yeah, generally, I think these this tone that's like brighter. I kind of prefer those from in in the boy groups. Um, and this one, I do agree with Chuck a lot in what what he was saying about just this being a song of this style that they wanted to insert in the album. Um, I didn't really have a lot of notes on this. I was kind of imagining what their performance would be because this sounds like this was this would be one where they they have to smile a lot and like you, you didn't you don't like get I didn't Im- imagine that with the leaders and then I don't know we got more of just like the fierce expression from um, firework which obviously is expected but I like that. We know that they would have this this concept of of more cheerfulness. Um, so yeah, uh, I also agree that this is really welcome, and it was where I think that the album turned around for me, like my perception or how I was feeling about it, um, because I just listened to this straight through, and at this point I wasn't too impressed yet. Uh, so yeah, I was yeah I was I was. I thought it was just okay, honestly. No. I, when I first listened to this album, I kind of just let it, I, I didn't look at the names of the songs. I kind of just let it play and would kind of just remember like, oh, I like that song. I really like that song. And I can't agree with you more, Stephen. Um, I, I really think by the end of this song and the start of the next song, that's where the album really turned around for me. And that's when I remembered going like, oh, I got to pay attention to this album now. Because um, I really think the, like you said, the album does turn around at this moment, and um, I I have way more fun notes to talk about for the the remainder of the song. So, um, yeah, let's let's talk about "Take Me Home" and let's you know let's insert the english version there as well if if you guys have anything specific to talk about i don't know if there's any differences in the lyrics or anything like that but um well first i want to say chuck is this one your favorite song on the album what about you steven do you, do you are you singing i was going to guess this one as well for you chuck actually for both of you <laughs> i'm gu- i'm guessing this for alan mark Oh, all right. My so. guess for Chuck is for me. It's I, also a guess for Alan Mark. So <laughs> actually, I'm I am not going to guess this for Alan Mark. I am going to guess. <laughs> okay. I I am actually going to guess the next song is Alan Mark's favorite song, because this the, "Take Me Home" is not my favorite song. It is my second favorite. Oh, song. it's not your favorite I'm song. I'm so sorry. I know it. I know. Oh man. Oh, I know it. Oh, I, I, I know it would have. Wow. Wild card. Wild card. Yeah. I. I'll go into um, number five because Wrong. I. Okay. <laughs> even though I didn't have. Even though I didn't have that many notes for celebrate, I have a 
lot of thoughts about celebrates. So, mm-hmm. um, but I I did write them down while we were recording this episode. So now I have notes for celebrate. <laughs> nice. But I will say, take me home. You are you're correct in thinking that this should be my favorite song, but it's actually my second favorite <laughs> song, um, only because I like celebrate way more and i'm in that vibe right now especially with silk sonic and oh, yeah. just the uh, i'm in that 70s uh funky kind of mood um or you know um soul type mood but i will say take me home is a favorite nonetheless so i'm so sorry alan mark um alan mark is take me home your favorite song of course it is <laughs> <laughs> of course it's my favorite song like everything about it screams like this is my favorite song is yes yeah i know um i i should have you know i shouldn't have retracted i just wanted to be a contrarian but yeah you start off with 80s 80s uh synth 80s percussion 80s new wave goodness you have that vibe of getting away, uh, like a like a night ride, getting away. Um, yeah, I I shouldn't have. I should have just agreed with Steven. <laughs> this is Alan Mark's favorite song. Oh, um, but before we let let's let Steven, let's let you and I talk about um, <laughs> the song first before okay. we kind of get to Alan Mark's uh, g- gushy uh, gushy gushy um, thoughts about it. <laughs> um, I I think I like I don't necessarily have any preference over the English version versus the Korean version because I think I was caring less about the lyrics. I I think I was caring more about the great sound. Um something that like immediately uh like immediately stood out to me was how they used that very familiar sample. I had to look this up from a Roland M-DC1 also used in Nelly's Dilemma. I don't know if you guys caught that. Kelly Rowland. (laughs) Kelly Rowland at Nelly's Dilemma. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know if you caught that the whole... Oh, I can't do it right now because my falsetto's gone. Oh! uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, Exactly. Exactly. That that little hit. Um, And I heard that. I was like, ooh, Dilemma. So I I had to like actually look up which um, there, keyboard is. We're kind of hearing that not a lot, but it's it's happening. It's popping up in K-pop quite a bit. It was in uh, Twice as Fancy a couple years ago, and like oh, I've heard okay. it. I've heard it in, since then too. So interesting yeah. that it's been consistently coming up. Yeah, I yes. made I made a note for that too. I really like the sample. I didn't I didn't look up that it was like a specific keyboard. That, that that's cool to know. Um, um yeah, I. I, I, there's nothing else I can really say that Alan Mark's not going to say better. Um, <laughs> sorry, that Alan Mark would probably say better. Uh, but uh, I'll let him kind of speak more um, about it. But Stephen, uh, do you have any, <laughs> do you have any uh, uh, other notes you'd like to talk about with "Take Me Home" or the English version? Sure. Um, I actually only had notes for the, the Korean version. Um, but hmm. yeah, I. A lot of the the instrument sounds on this I really liked, uh, like the kind of distorted, crunchy synths they used. Yeah. Um, in the chorus, there's a sound that pans from right to left, which I really liked um, because it gave me the effect of um, like sitting in a train car and watching things <laughs> pass. Uh, mm. So. 
I, I really like that. And then in, there's some hi-hats really in the in the choruses, which kind of help it to drive it along that, give it that sense of, of for me, so, like a sense of movement. Momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Move, yeah. Um, it's funny because uh, the song's called Take Me Home, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like. Think about it. Text more, painting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Sorry. Uh, by the way, I, I specifically omitted my final note because I, I wanted to talk about it at the very end. I uh, will with, also with omit my note <laughs> and let I would like Alamark to uh, yeah. But I guess well, one thing. Why don't you just say like, yeah, the song's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's do, all I have to say. Uh, do you have any more notes? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. You uh, you both said more than I did. Yeah. Oh, one one note. Uh, something they say in the lyrics, which I would like to challenge. They say, "People cannot live alone." Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point. Watch this. <laughs> uh, but no, that's a good point. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I'm busy now, like doing stuff. But I'll probably feel lonely <laughs> soon. <laughs> no, you have us. Don't worry. You, you, us. you got us. us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, uh, we've said in the the in the past, but this yeah. is this is in in us recording the podcast. That's been the most we've hung out with Stephen in the past, like yeah, versus the past five years, which has been great. So yeah, I can give you, or I can state what flight numbers I've been on, and perhaps <laughs> all the <laughs> listeners can pinpointed. Yes, or I'll, eventually I'll just say my name, <laughs> the, the red yeah, string know, right? across yeah. the name. on the court board. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be like it's gonna be like Carmen San Diego yeah. for you. I like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Just look him up. Right. Okay, yeah, Al Mark, we've uh, we've stalled long enough. Uh, talk talk about, about your favorite Carly. song of that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk about your Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh song. man, yeah, like I guess yeah, there are definitely Carly Rae Jepsen vibes. It makes sense. This is my favorite song. Like, um, what's that one song off Emotion? Like making the most of the night or uh, stuff like that. But like, I absolutely love like, of course, the vibe. It's like the '80s Tron or M83 vibes. I really enjoy. Hell yeah! It kind of reminds me of my favorite M83 song, "Walkway Blues." Um, so that yeah, like Midnight City, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> um, so yeah, this like, um, so like that's tone vibe. Love it. Uh, melodies, the chorus melody especially is just like exactly what you want out of like a pop song. It's like it hits right where like in the I, I find myself just singing it randomly in this past week, like all the time at, around the house. So um, it like has that perfect like catch to it. Um, you already mentioned the um, Kelly Rowland dilemma O's. Um, oh, uh, second verse. Uh, and uh, I think it was um, um, Hong Jung's rap. I think it was his, or the beat totally just like shifts and changes to a different like a tone. It sort of reminded me of like mid career Kanye West with like how like the '88 like um, percussion they decided to use in that. So that was that was a really nice change because I think if this was stayed all on that like same level of like '80s vibe. Um, not that it would have gone stale, but I think breaking it up right in the middle helped it drive even harder, which I loved. 
Um, then moving on, the bridge was so good. I love how it was like sort of an extended bridge. It had like three sections to it. I thought it was really nice leading up to that final chorus that had that synth drop on the fourth count that led right into it. It was just like chef's kiss, like so good. They like turned up the like a little bit on that specific one note of that um, sample. So that was great. Um, And then, of course, the last note that I'm sure both of you were saving was that Sax solo outro, which is just such a surprise. And so, like, 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 actually, it was kind of spoiled for me because I think I saw a tweet earlier in the week about how, before I listened to the album, how, like, I didn't see which song it was, but I saw AT's sax solo. And then I was like, wait, what? So, like, I was, so I, I was sort of bracing for it when I put on the album for the first time. Mm-hmm. And once this song started with that synth, I knew I was like, ah, damn it, this is going to be the one. And I know I'm going to love it. And here I am now gushing all over it. So the first time I heard, the, I listened to the song was, uh, or not the song, but the entire album was during my work commute last Friday. Um, and then, so I just like let it play. Um, I think I, I like first listens to just be like, kind of in the background but enough for me to pay attention if anything sticks out and like the moment that so i was driving and um when that sax solo hit i just did the loudest (laughs) driving it was the greatest moment it felt so good and uh it was just like a really especially compared to like you mentioned how after or like at or after time of love this album really shifted like yeah like my feelings for this album were really waning after that even though time to love was like a nice change of pace it's still like yeah it wasn't like outstanding necessarily so i was like uh what direction is this album gonna go am i gonna like it at all and then once i hit this song it was like I've been listening to it nonstop all week. And like, I truly do believe that like, this is a top tier K-pop song. <laughs> it is so wow. good. <laughs> like it's up there with like NCT Superhuman and a bunch of others. I think I need to create a playlist of what I think are just top tier K-pop songs. I love it. Um, oh, bias songs. Um, oh, bias songs. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like this, this could totally be like a follow-up single if they wanted to. Um, I like, agree. Yeah. I was going to say that this was going to be the next single. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's um, that's all my notes yeah. on this song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that was not actually the note I was going. I wasn't going to talk about that saxophone. I was going to talk about how it faded out in an echo, just like like you love. Fade oh outs. yeah, I do I'm love fade out. It's the saxophone. Who am I <laughs> yeah. kidding? Who am I kidding? Is that sexy saxophone? It is like a little like the what is it? The hits the higher notes. I like did a stank face while I was yeah, driving too. I, I was like, "What?" I thought when it does that run, that that yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah." I think on. I think because like maybe it's because of K-pop. Like I expect it just be like sort of like not too special of a solo. It is like, oh, okay, saxophone. That's it. But then when it actually does like an actual like solo, like goes off, do no Like, oh man, it's so good. <laughs> oh man. I wonder what they'll do if they if they do <laughs> a music video. Yeah, or if they do like yep. some live performances, like because it comes at the end. Are they gonna dance or like a? They they better mm. get sexy sax guy from YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, or 
that sax guy that played on Eurovision. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, not Euro. No, is it what that? Is that yeah, it's called? Eurovision. Eurovision. That I forget which country they played it, or I forget, but you you know what I'm talking about. If mm-hmm. if you look it up, if you look up Eurovision saxophone, oh. you'll you'll see. Yeah, How but oh, about? also like anyway. if they do a music video, I do imagine it like they all they better be driving in cars super fast because this is a song that you need to play when you're just yeah. like late night drive driving fast through the city stereo like just blasting this song like it's that bad. I I kind of wish they went with a more silly approach with this I I know they're not going to but I want them to be as fun as possible with this song cuz this song is so much fun and it'd be mm-hmm. so funny if they put on like fake mustaches and sunglasses and stuff like that like um KQ Entertainment you better be listening to this podcast right now and taking our ideas cuz that's that that's going to be gold that that's immediately going to get 1 billion views in 24 hours if you went that approach if you just went that VHS 80s filter and just mm-hmm. had as much neon as possible like really go all out with this this vibe and it's just cor- like red corvettes or you know convertibles anyway and sexy sa- white tank top sexy sax guy just do it promise you um, call us uh, yeah. or email us email us how you need at gmail.com Let's talk. Okay. Um, well, that sure was a nonstop enjoyment of that song. <laughs> so it's it's only right that we celebrate with um, the next track. And I think this is Steven's favorite track. I've already said that this is my favorite track. I'm going to be laughing my ass off if he says I'm the one. Heat Topping Version is actually his favorite track. But Steven, is celebrate your favorite track. I'm also guessing Celebrate as your favorite track. I should have probably said while we were talking about Take Me Home that that was my favorite song. Oh, wait, Take Me Home is... It's also Take Me Home? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Why'd you let me talk about it so much? Oh, I'm so sorry, Steven. I am so sorry, Steven. It's okay. Oh, no, that's fine. Okay, well, why don't you guys talk about Celebrate? <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I did really like this one too. Um, okay, go ahead. So oh man, we were so close to having highlights. another uh, tri- triple, uh, or a triple like oh, well. favorite. Three, all three of us were the favorite. Oh yeah, that's oh. okay. okay. It, it'll be close. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it one point, one point five points. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> why didn't you guys? Okay. Why didn't you guys talk about celebrate? <laughs> sure. Uh, well, one thing I, I found out about this was it was released in November for 24 hours, like that. I and then I guess they removed it from where you could listen to it. I, I'm assuming it was like a celebration of something when they released it, but then like they only had it up for a, a day. So I didn't hear it back then. Did did either of you happen to? No. I, yeah, I, I didn't. I had no idea. But um, again, a couple, there was one moment I really loved towards the end of this song. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I also paid a lot of attention to some of the instruments, specifically just the piano on this was really good. Um, like, I really liked how in the second verse, 
it's playing just those like eighth note like I think it's kind of eighth note just kind of this steady rhythm and then in the bridge it does something really like cool like it's really nice run in, in the in the bridge um yeah oh parts of this song made me think of the song love by primary and oh Mickey. yeah like, that song goes you can call it love but yeah so kind of that that same piano vibe um yeah uh i really like this song yeah not i didn't have too many notes but i just uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about that one thing at the end. Uh, well, no, you touch upon the piano, but like I not only in the bridge, but uh, um, like in Hong Jung's uh, verse in the second verse, I think there's some really good piano stuff going on there too. Um, the beat kind of mm-hmm. shifts too, um, and it sort of reminded me. Uh, this is the second song in the album that reminded me of Seventeen um, with their bright vibes, but um, they had specifically had a song called Snapshot where. Like the verses had like a different vibe, like it changed up the beat and had a different vibe when they were doing the rap parts. So this that reminded me of that. But the piano in that part was super cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I like the bounciness to the song. It gave me vibes of uh, I don't know how accurate this. There's probably better songs that sound more closely like it, but like Mary J. Blige's "Real Love" and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that gave me that vibe, but. Um, I also like the the bridge. Like San starts it off like real smooth, and then Jong um, Ho comes in with that power. And there's some really nice bass, and you mentioned the piano work as well there. And then it leads into uh, well, we we'll just have Chuck, Chuck, Chuck come in to talk about this. <laughs> so at the very start of the song, um, I got a, I, I got a very like Anderson Pack type vibe with. Um, mm. With a little, uh, I'm trying to listen to it right now. It, sa- it even sounds like Anderson Pack a little bit. Like if you, if you guys listen to it while I'm talking. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, my note was, if this the intro is like if Anderson Pack was Korean. Dot dot dot. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> oh wait, he's half Korean. So maybe you know. Maybe he, he he like was a ghostwriter or ghost singer, I guess, for that <laughs> intro. But but yeah, I this I, I don't really have too much to say about this song because it's it's a good time. It, the song's called Celebrate, so it's like that is exactly the emotion that this song exudes. It's a it's vibes galore. It makes you feel so happy and fun. Lots of you know um, clapping and everything, and. Um, I, I love me a good, you know, church choir type song with like a lot of uh, gospel-y background singing and especially uh, with the organ playing in the background. And um, this song, um, I don't know specifically, maybe it's just the culmination of all sorts of songs, but it, it was giving me a very like Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. vibe. Like mm-hmm. this is very much is like that the um, that trend of, uh, was that 2018 or no, 2016, 2017, where it's like gospel like gospel like um um just very, very like bright and happy just celebrate you know oh, so, sorry like sunday candy yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah second mention and, um, of sunday candy on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um i yeah that's 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 the only reason why this like this this song it like overtakes take me home 
Um, again, I think it might have been retro fatigue, but I'll, it, I really think it's because I'm on this Silk Sonic yeah. hype train right now. Yeah. And I just love, I love just, I, lo- I love the, the, the feeling good. Yeah, um, I think retro fatigue only really applies to disco at this point. <laughs> yes, that's true. Disco yeah, we haven't we haven't heard too much eighties. I mean, it's like one like every album has like one eighties. Yeah. It's it's coming. I think twice set yeah, it off. We're gonna get that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know what you. Uh. I don't the remember note? the 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 note the last. I mean, note, but it's <laughs> it's the it's the <laughs> high G again, right? Yeah. It's the high G. <laughs> At two minutes and fifty one seconds, this is oh yes, Jungle's. sorry, 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 high G, sorry, the Ooh. the belting sound. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah, uh, do, incredible. Do, there was no, there was no fallacy to that note hitting. It just went on. It felt like it just went on and on, and it was just it was so it was so nice. Yes. Yeah. I, I just want to see, hear, see the footage of the recording of that. Yeah. Oh, no. It's like, like actually, that's where, can we do that again? Like, that's where, like, the gospel really hit a bit more than just, like, the, the choir sample in the backgrounds. Like, just, like, yeah, let your let your best singer do their thing. More groups need to do that, Some you know, honestly. And, like, uh, Jungle has a really nice voice, too. It's, like, very interesting. So the tone is so interesting that, like, hitting that note was, like, a huge surprise when I listened to it. Yeah. I, yeah, just, like... I when like when the sax came on in the previous song, and then when I heard that high note from Jungle, I I just stopped whatever I was doing to like go back and start it over just to actually like experience it because it's mm-hmm. just it was unexpected. Mm-hmm. You hear you hear these other high notes happening in the back, but then this one, it's like it's not it, it's it's just so like. Flawlessly executed, as you said, Chuck. It reminded me so of uh, <clears throat> reminded me of Sister Act Two, Back in the Habit. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, the the dude from City, the kid from City High, the the kid from City High, yeah, when he sang yeah. uh, "Happy Day." Well, I, yeah, like I'm surprised when I was listening to this the first time in my car, I didn't get into a car accident. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh man, uh, like I I stopped everything I was doing. I was listening to it while I was working or like unpacking. Yeah. Um, in my apartment, I was just like, "Oh, okay, wow, <laughs> okay, cool." Let me let me go listen to the, al- the album again and just ignore the first part and then come back to take me home and celebrate. So, love it. Okay, um, do you guys have any other notes for celebrate? I think uh, that's it for the, a celebrate. The, the, the high G was it. Um, yeah. Again, we we talked about take me home, the English version, a little bit. I don't think there was anything to call out. No, it's, it's, it's like the exact same English. song except for. Yeah. I do like that they kept the rap verses were um, in Korean still. I don't know if it's oh, because yeah. um, I mean Mingi is not um, doing the promotions for this, so I don't know if they he didn't get a chance to record like hmm. um, English verses. But I like how both he and Hong Jun just did still did Korean verses. But that, other than that, that's about it. Uh, I don't have any notes for "I'm the One" heat topping version. Um, is there anything specific you want to call out for that song? I will say I think I like this version better than the original version. I think the arrangement's a lot more interesting. Um, Though I think I like the chorus in the original version a bit more. Uh, So if you combine the verses and in this one with the chorus in the original one, then I think it'll be the perfect song. But um, yeah, yeah, I think Uh, a remix, if you will. Yeah, like it. It feels this just feels a lot more modern. and yeah, so I mean, that's those are my only notes on this, though. I think I would have to say the same thing. I like this 
the remix uh, more than the 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 single version. Um, a lot of interesting instrument sounds like like the flute, the like flute type instrument or like the marimba type. Um, then like some strings that they bring in, mm-hmm. and then there's also this little these little drum fills that they do uh, right before the chorus comes in. And they, they're different each time. And I really like that touch. Uh, and the song is about 20 seconds longer than the original, but uh, it, it's really interesting. At some parts of it also reminded me of Bermuda Triangle still. Mm-hmm. So like when it does get a little quieter and more sparse in, in terms of the instrumental um I want to point out, I was looking at the lyrics for this. Um, it was really funny reading them because it doesn't like emphasize what, you can't tell what the This Is The Remix sounds like by just reading the lyrics. So it looks like, it's just like you're reading an explanation. It says intro, this is the remix. And then <laughs> later on in the middle, it once again reminds you, this is the remix. This is the remix. <laughs> yeah. The remix to intro. No. Yeah. Actually, I think the first time I listened to the album, this was like the first, the main highlight song overall. It was like mm. I felt this this could have been my favorite at the first like background mm. listen, but then um, when I went back through, uh, it changed. But I did I do like this version. Yeah. I get. I've never heard of a song be referenced as the heat topping version. So. That was kind of fun to. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where that came at. from because I think it's I the same know. producers, same writers. I haven't, I didn't see mm. any difference in. Oh, is he topping the producer name? I don't know. Oh, okay. Because it's the same people. It's still Buddy Eden, Hong Jung, Lee's yeah. Olander, and Mingi. Huh. I don't know. Okay, well, if if you if you knew if you know the answer, please uh, let us know. Um. Yeah, let's do one last call for the whole album. I, I, I don't know if I can say that I liked every single part of this album, but I liked a majority of it. Um, I thought it was a very nice um, entrance to ATs, and I did listen to other AT songs um, uh, because of this album. And I, I, I do like a span of songs from their current, you know, their whole uh, career so I, I will say that i am becoming more of um a an atony or atony a tiny i'm not sure well again we'll, f- we'll figure that out later but i am leaning towards that just because for me i i i like a good group that can perform and i and i i, I know they can sing very well as well and i yeah, I, I I just thoroughly enjoyed this group. I I, I don't like. I, I I can definitely say that I wish there was less of you know the leaders. Obviously, um, since it's we're like putting it on par with Misfits now. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else was was fantastic for me. And you're right. Um, for Alan Mark to say like a top tier song is coming from this album. That's all you need to know about this album. Um, so uh, that's all I have to say. Yeah, uh, I overall, sometimes what I think about when I don't know a group and then we're doing these listens uh, is whether or not I want to 
or like I'm going to be really excited when they come out with something else. It's based on just the the last like the second half of this album. I I think I I do want to know what they're doing next, but it's not going to I'm not going to see AT's come back and be super excited. I think I'm just going to like get around to it eventually. Uh yeah, I I I think I like watching them perform a lot. Uh or maybe yeah, I know I like how they perform. It's just the, the like the first half of this it, it it was just kind of mediocre to okay for me and uh i yeah i i i hopefully i will watch their like their their more fun videos where i see their personalities because anytime i like the people <laughs> I, then that will just draw me into the group and like i can forgive any misstep <laughs> in an album and like yeah so uh yeah i can't say i i'm like a hard stand yet but i do like cer- uh, certain parts of this and uh i guess i will be interested in what they do but yeah we'll see <laughs> sounds good it looks like they're going to be at least on your radar um yeah to say the least um so uh, Alan Mark, how about you? Uh, I, know, I, thought, I thought you were about to close it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course, I can't remember. And yeah. see you next week. And <laughs> bye. Um, <laughs> oh. yeah. Show sans abs. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I mean, my thoughts are pretty similar to Steven's. Um, like, I mean, the the second half of this album, clearly I enjoyed a lot more. Uh, so um, I'll definitely check out future releases. Um, I did go back uh, take the time and go back to listen to their other singles before this. I did mention Wonderland's the only one I, I kind of heard before. Um, it still didn't really impress me that much, except for um, last year's Inception. I thought that one was actually really good. Um, but I mean, to um, like that plus this, I think that's enough for me to keep checking out what they do in the future as well. And I'm sure there's some B-sides that are some really great gems too that um, I've already missed and that they may put out in the future. So it's definitely worth a watch. Um, but I mean, overall with this album too, I think with every track, I think it is very well produced and the mixing was very well done as well. So um, I think as an overall package, that is where they succeeded. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, like, yeah, we were, I was able to see how like insanely good performers they were. Um, and which makes me, I mentioned it already, but it makes me super excited for Kingdom and seeing them next to Stray Kids, The Boys, B2B, Icon. Um, I think I'm SF9, I think, is that last the other group. But oh. um, but yeah, like, um, I mean, the Gen 4 groups are, I mentioned, are all about the performance and, you know, having great dancing that matches their very bombastic music. So, um, yeah, I'm expecting a bit more of that. Um, but I'm also... Man, I already set the bar high with Take Me Home. But um, I think it's still definitely worth listening to. And I, I am, um, yeah, I'll be watching out. Was Okay, I have one other note. On, because I remember noticing how uh, those couple of the songwriters on this, we were also in, did uh, were on Dreamcatcher's album, our last mm-hmm. mini album. And then 
we know I also was kind of lukewarm on that one. So I'm worried I'm just going to see their names and then I'm going to be like, okay, there's going to be two really good songs on this <laughs> and then the rest are going to be like, okay. So yeah, uh, I feel like I'm going to see their names again somewhere and then I'll have these, this expectation uh, even if I don't know that group well enough, you know. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks everyone for uh, your thoughts. That was actually, I ATs was just always in the background for me. Um, but I'm I'm glad that we were the three of us were able to give them a really good listen to, and uh, it was great to formulate some thoughts. Uh, so that. Well, thank you everyone for choosing to dine with us. We really hope you enjoyed your meal and hope to see you next time. Please make sure to check out our other episodes and leave us a good tip on your favorite podcast platforms. We're everywhere. So um, wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm sure you'll find our podcast. Uh, you can follow us on all the socials at How You Can Eat. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram, and we're definitely on TikTok. Um, but I don't think our official TikTok is going to be uh, our our avenue to uh, to that world. I think uh, Alan Mark's TikTok um, will have to be, uh, you know, the vessel for a, our podcast. It was a mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake. Was that at forty thousand views now? I'm just. I, 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 what do I do with all these Gen Zers calling me king? I don't know what to do. <laughs> Well, um, one day they'll call you Pyre King. So that's the, that's the, that's the, the ultimate goal. Um, but yes, please uh, keep DMing uh, Alan Mark and calling him King. Uh, we all love, we all love uh, reading that. Um, and as always, of course, you can email Stephen at howyoucaneat at gmail.com. Let him know uh, your feedback about this episode and the show itself or any other future segments or anything you want. We'll, we're, we're definitely reading, um, your, <laughs> we'll, we'll read any email you send us, uh, good or bad. So, um, we'd love to engage with you, uh, with that. Okay. Well, um, we're just under two hours. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> oh my God. So that's good. Uh, we're at least consistent just uh, like 80s with our performances. So uh, that's good to know. Uh, but for Alan Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. So, so long, stay safe, and see you next feast. Yeah. This is the remix! <laughs> <laughs>